Hello and welcome back to the Football Index podcast. Today I'm joined by Footy Index King, someone I met at the Birmingham Trader Meet. We had a great chat and he was actually supposed to come onto the podcast a few months ago, but we got busy. Uh, Very <laughs> busy. Our lives, our lives got busy and uh, we kind of just missed each other. So it's a pleasure to finally have you on, man. How are you doing? And why don't you tell us about your kind of Football Index journey? Yeah, no, thanks for having me on, mate. Um, really good to meet you the other week. Um, sorry we haven't done this sooner. But no, I... Um... I was one of one of a few of us who um, joined Football Index through seeing it on Cedars, the investment platform. Um, sort of got in through there, recommended it to a few mates, and um, Hugh knew it would be what it is now. So yeah, very exciting times. Yeah, it's uh, certainly very exciting times to be a Football Index trader. So whenabouts did you join the index? Uh, late 2015, I think it was about December time. Okay. And, and did you invest via the Cedars platform as well? Yeah. So I invested through that. And to be honest, I didn't, I didn't actually trade, um, actually get on it and be a football index trader for a couple of months. Um, kind of with all these investment things, you, you, you put your money in and then you sort of find out what, what happens. And um, I was a bit late to actually when they announced the platform had kicked off, but I joined, I think Neymar was my first buy. God knows what what cheap price uh, compared to today. But um, yeah, I wish I, wish I held him. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I think a lot of people say that, you know, holding players for, for that long might be not, the most profitable thing you can do but it's certainly not the easiest thing to do because if you bought say Neymar for a pound like I mentioned footy index chat quite a lot on this podcast because the guy's got balls of steel he he, he bought him bought him (laughs) a a pound and now he's 13 50 or whatever and throughout that time we've seen so many variables change injuries transfer rumors and he's held throughout even when PB was implemented and perhaps some would have thought that Neymar being kind of like a media buzz king his value may have like slightly decreased but then we had you know triple media as well so all these variables changed and footy index chat just held throughout so I think a lot of people who bought maybe like when you did at the beginning would have sold at some point and very few would have kept until today yeah absolutely I think um, if if we're going to talk strategy everyone trades based on their own personal circumstance whether that's you know size of uh, pot of money that you've got at that time or your risk appetite so you know Neymar is a safe hold if if we want to call him that but at, at, at the time you might you might want to take some money out i mean at one point i had about 2000 wow. of him that's gone down to about 400 it then went back up it's gone back down um i've sort of recycled him a few times um but yeah, no, it's all about circumstance and there are, you know, so many different strategies. And like you say, the platform's evolved. So for him to have held there, uh, that's quite impressive. Yeah, very impressive um, from him. But I think we've got two things that we really want to discuss today. And I think that's going to take up the, the majority of our time. And a lot of people have been asking me about the share split. And there are, yeah. you know, polar opposite opinions about whether there should be one, what impact it will have on the index, whether there's actually any point in doing one. So why don't you tell me what your opinion is on on this situation and what you think it might mean for the index bad or good going forward sure um i'll try and keep it balanced <laughs> but i will i will give my i mean i'll my... play devil's advocate anyway so <laughs> as i always <laughs> yeah, do absolutely i mean my personal opinion if you if you take it at face value um i'm in the camp where i think a share split would be a positive thing um i think the thinking behind it is fundamentally new entrants into the market. Um, and that is, you know, we've got the London bus campaign going on really positive. However, a Neymar say costs £13.50 at the moment. Um, you've got a hundred quid to put in. Do you really want to ex- enter uh, Neymar at that, at that price or would you prefer him cheaper? Um, I'm conscious people are concerned about, dividends being diluted and and that will you know that will naturally happen but if you have a player at one pound and you get 5p worth of dividends and you then get that pair player at 50p and you get 2.5 pence you know you've you've halved your amount the total value stays the same basically and your return stays the same just the amount of shares you hold is different um so i think some people haven't quite got their heads around that yet which is interesting because fundamentally you need to understand that. But 
I do understand both sides of the argument for and against a share split. So we'd be interested to hear yours, mate. Yeah, so on the, on the new entrance side of things, I, I just always think that this might just be just a short-term play. And a lot of people who are quite vying for the share split and want it to happen obviously have money invested. And we all know that if a share split was to happen, everyone who already has money and invested in Football Index will profit. That's kind of a fact because psychologically for some reason people will buy those players that are cheaper even though the dividends are halved and pretty mm. much the value yeah. is the same but we t- you talked about Neymar there if he goes from 13 pounds to, to 650 670 whatever uh, let's just say seven pounds and he's 14 pounds at the time of of share splitting surely if he goes back up to 10 pounds the dividends are halved and he's still as you know daunting for new investors to get on as he was uh, when he was 14 pounds and the dividends are split so how short a window would this be for new entrants to the market as you say if there was a share split because for me it always feels like look we've done a share split and then three weeks later we've already got big prices again and those new entrants suddenly say well or the 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 new entrants after that first batch suddenly say well they look expensive again Completely agree. Um, to be honest, after this summer's marketing campaign, say if a share split were to happen, I think, say if it happened today, I think by the end of the year, Neymar would be at £10 again, hypothetically. Um, I think if we look at the other side of the argument, so I'm, I'm, let's just say I'm pro share split, I, th- I think the worry is that, I mean, growth is inevitable in this market. Um, it's, you know, the company's two plus years old, it's still growing, uh, say there are about 150,000 users at this moment in time, their aspirations are for much larger than that. Um, if a share split does happen, players' values are halved. I think the worry is that a lot of new money will come in, um, which will increase those values. And in turn, if dividends don't change, then, um, it will dilute. So you'll get, you'll get a lower, um, return on investment on players bought so i think that's the worry of a lot of existing traders um is that at the moment you can you know a player can return 23p um on a you know a pound per share and the worry is that if 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 that's halved and that that one pound player goes to 50p and then very quickly goes up to 75p well actually you're taking quite a dilution on on your portfolio and your return in terms of dividend payouts will be lower um, so I, I can see that side of things, certainly. Yeah, for sure. And I, I also do feel that, as you said, if the return on investment is smaller per dividend win, then sometimes that might make traders slightly more richy on their on their triggers, if that makes sense. If you're holding a player, sometimes these days, because the dividend wins are so high, if you're holding a £1.50 player, he doesn't really win any dividends for, say, four months, you're tempted to sell, then they win a dividend. Suddenly that investment has kind of paid off if the dividends are halved although the the price is or the price you're paying is halved when those players increase slightly then that return on investment becomes slightly smaller my my larger worry is that if we do share split the prices then increase again what happens when the dividends aren't worth buying those expensive players? What happens when Neymar does get to 10, 11 pounds and suddenly someone doesn't deem an 11, 12p maximum dividend win per day as as kind of worth it to, to invest that much money on a Neymar? Do we then have the same kind of cyclic problem where Football Index have to consider raising dividends and then we go through another cycle where players get really high in value and then we have to consider another share split? It just seems quite cyclic to me, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think there are two ways of looking at it. I think the first is that we should all be sort of what's the best way of putting it? We should all be very lucky that we are where we are. We are on this platform. We are seeing very, very good returns for our money. Um, I think a lot of people on this platform um, also invest in cryptocurrencies. They also spread bet the Forex markets. Um, and quite frankly, the returns here are as good as they are elsewhere. Um, probably safer in my eyes, um, not as volatile. Um and the other thing I was going to say, as time goes on, this is a young company. How how does how do we move forward? This this as you say, it's it, at the moment it's cyclical. If we do another share split, is this are we going round in circles? How do we 
how do we stop this, you know, make it a long term thing that is that works, that is viable, that we don't have to consider a share split ever again. I'm not sure how football index do that. I'm not sure how internally, I'm sure internally they are looking at that. Um, one thing that I thought about the other day whilst chatting to a, a mate who is on it is, is actually perhaps they're looking internally at the algorithm that is used to, you know, say you buy at the moment a hundred shares and someone more often than not that player price will go up by one P is, is that something they look at is, do they need more volume of trades in a, in a particular player for the price to go up by you say one pence per share that's that's also something i think might they might have to look at to make this more um well to to for the longevity of the platform for sure definitely i think longevity is is the one thing that i always bring up especially at the trader meet to, to adam and and uh, a few other guys at, at football index we always have really interesting conversations and i think i i have to make this clear to traders people you're invested into a company that is not even three years old. It's going from startup to scale up. They don't have all the answers right now. We don't know what will happen if, say, we do have a share split and then dividends increase again. We, we go through one more of these cyclic movements, um, which I personally think there's not much per- point in it, but I wouldn't be completely opposed to it. I just, Again, as you said there, I'm not sure as a on a longevity standpoint how it works i did get a really really interesting email from a trader the other day actually and he was talking about and and this was hypothetical of course he was talking about how what if football index actually not scrapped but altered the fixed odds nature of the dividends and say if a player reaches a certain amount of points on pb or mb the dividends are kind of changed so if a defender scores i don't know 350 points on on pb which is kind of unheard of and i think john scores john stone scored two goals once in a champions league game right and yeah, he's yeah. got quite a massive score he um should he actually win more dividends compared to a defender winning you know by 20 like uh getting 200 pb points on another week something like that i know it was really interesting and it kind of made me think and although football index only have like a fixed odds betting license i'm sure something like that could interest a lot of traders i'm sure i'm gonna get flooded in the comments saying no no that's a terrible idea (laughs) and i I'm, i'm not saying it's the best idea or the worst idea i was just kind of throwing things out there and thinking out loud something like that might be quite interesting to football index but at the same time you're you're right in saying that this dividend increase share split dividend increase share split thing can't really go on forever otherwise it 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 kind of feels played out and if we want kind of new money to come into this market and for people to take football index seriously then maybe there needs to be something twisted or changed that that makes this product seem more professional but also uh, allays the longevity fears in general yeah no i agree with that i think the word i'd use is um evolve this platform yeah. is evolving i think new ideas are going to have to keep on coming through not only to keep it exciting and to keep traders interested but purely you know change will happen purely for making this platform a long-term you know seen as you know equal to the forex market or or whatever um I think fundamentally there are a few things that that need to change to, you know, keep. <laughs> it's, it, goes, it goes back to the longevity thing. I think there will be changes because at the moment it's it's it can't it can't continue like this. They can't you know we can't have six twelve months go by. I think oh prices have got a bit too high and actually you know share split is required to to keep prices down to keep people interested. Otherwise people moan that player prices are too high and they can't get involved um so i'm sure behind closed doors there are a lot of conversations going on and you know they've all got their thinking hats on as to how to do that yeah for sure and i think what i want to stress is that not everyone's going to be happy on the outcome right as you said we're going to evolve there's going to be changes and not everyone's going to be happy because as we've talked about quite often on here especially is that we've invested or bet on players to to certain rules and and to to a certain structure so if they're suddenly changed or if the goalposts are moved then how how often can football index keep doing that people have got let alone tens of thousands of pounds but hundreds of thousands of pounds invested into this platform 
based on a certain set of rules and if those change then suddenly you get some unhappy customers and suddenly you risk on losing said customers that have been with you from the start i'm not saying that would happen but you know i think they need to be careful about how big the changes are and how quickly they happen those two things are really important and at the same time you're right the evolution is inevitable but as I was just saying, not everyone's going to be happy with it. And I think people need to bear that in mind. There are going to be changes that you might not like, that I might not like, that Fitty Index King might not like, but they might be better for the platform from a longevity standpoint. And I think some of the people that are disagreeing with the share split are, are on that side of things. They're not disagreeing with the short-term nature of it. We might have people looking at the platform saying, oh, Neymar is not that expensive. It's six, seven pounds for the next four weeks. But then what happens after that? Do we need to think a bit longer term? Yeah, absolutely. And, and going back to the, you know, the goalposts changing, um, you know, we've seen it, seen it before with the performance buzz announcements sort of, uh, end of first quarter last year, um, information was sort of drip fed through. There was a lot of scaremongering on the, the Twitter community. Um, <laughs> sort of, you know, there there was a there was a, a mini crash. Uh, people took money out. I know, I know, you know, I had several friends who took money out of the platform. They said, you know what, it seems dishonest. It seems this. It seems that. I'm not interested. I'll withdraw my money. You know, those guys today are back on the platform sort of flipping it into a positive which is a sign of how far it's come um sort of I, I feel like it's getting more professional more respected and um yeah sort of there will be a couple more changes in the future i think to the whole based around the whole longevity thing but um no all good when that as you said mini crash happened a lot of people actually took it as an opportunity and unfortunately i think it was the more experienced traders who had kind of been with football index through thick and thin who actually put a bit of money in at that point i know jay who's been on before i actually had to make the the podcast episode he was on explicit because he said he kind of put his balls on the table and balls on the line and, and put in a quite a substantial chunk of money when that fall happened and he said i just trust the product and i have faith in the in the product and i think it will go from strength to strength completely on the flip side there were a lot of new traders who were just kind of like what is this this is quite unprofessional and i'm leaving i've had enough but as you mentioned the longer we go on in time the longer this company is in existence the better the kind of system and processes will become and also the more professional as you mentioned the company will become so there's no doubt that these rule changes will happen but the the frequency of them happening in the future i think will decrease as we go on because i think what's going to happen we have these major steps like pb expanding into other countries but then after those big steps that you take in the future we're just going to sm- we're going to see smaller and smaller in- iterations that improve this product but not necessarily change it to such a massive degree and we we saw it with pb for example if you could go back in time everyone would probably put in a lot of money when that kind of mini crash happened because what actually happened was that the big players still won the substantial amount of performance buzz, right? We still had the Neymars, the Messis, the Ronaldos winning a lot of performance buzz because shock, they're the best players. And I know a lot of people still think that the PB scoring matrix doesn't reflect perfectly on like real life performances, but, but it's nearly there. Like we, we saw Ronaldo not, not winning that many performance buzzes suddenly like he improves his performances in real life and ta-da he's winning performance buzz then again we do have uh we do have a lot of players who might not be the most amazing players on the pitch but take a few corners take a few free kicks take penalties and ta-da they win performance buzz so there is that side of things and i kind of sympathize and empathize with those people but it's not totally irreflective of real life performances and we have to remember that when that happened, a lot of people were like, oh, this is going to completely change everything, but the big dogs are still at the top. So that's important to remember as well. So at the moment, we have to tip our hats off to Football Index, don't we? Because every big change that they've made, it's gone really well. Yeah, I I think that's a really, really good point. Um, you know, early last year, there were a few changes that were needed. You know, p- performance buzz was implemented, Yeah. You know, who knows how that was going to go? I think it's gone very well. Like you say, the scoring system, okay, you could tweak it here and there. 
but fundamentally it has worked it it, it draws people in um, it gets the volume of trading that they want um, I think as far as big changes go we'll certainly see less I, I, I feel personally that now it's just fine tuning you know the engine is there the platform is there they will tweak it and nip and tuck it and t- to be honest I think we're nearly there with a, a platform that will you know do very well over over the years to come the the next change that's probably going to be a big one is is the buy sell order books which um which might mitigate the, the need of instant sell or something along those lines i think there'll be some sort of liquidity provider but we might see the 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 negation of instant sell which might be good um what, what are your thoughts on this next big change think since we're talking about big changes i think yeah buy sell order i think it can only be a positive thing i'd like to see how it works um when we all when we all Absolutely. I've, I've seen a few comments. So essentially, if you, if you put a sell order on, then, you know, you, your players will essentially be um, up for sale straight away. However, and sort of, I think the share price will change immediately. So if, if there are a load of people stacked for, you know, a sell order at a certain price, uh, a certain price point, how will that work? Um, I think that's actually further away from happening than maybe Football Index think. Um, I'd love to know how their testing's going and, and all of this. Um, but in terms of appealing to a wider market, for example, when I was first on the platform, I was trading every day, had a lot of time on my hands. Now, my portfolio is geared slightly differently. I look at it a bit less. Um, I'm probably more more medium term. So something like that, especially for, you know, for example, all of us go on holiday. You know, we can't trade abroad. Um, we can't trade abroad at all. So it's it's just little little additions like that, that that really help and make it a more well-rounded platform a more professional platform more respected and sort of you know more talked about in a positive light so it can only be a good thing i think but also we go on holiday but if this is opening up in canada when the time zones are completely different you don't want to wake up to an absolute bloodbath i mean <laughs> <laughs> like if if you weren't were asleep during the the champions league final i don't know exactly what the time difference is um, and i'm sure someone in the in the comments will will call me stupid and say it was like 1 p.m in canada or whatever but let's say hypothetically that the time differences meant that you couldn't watch the champions league final because you know you need sleep like we all do you might have woken up to mo salah um decreasing quite a lot in value but then also with that, you've missed a massive opportunity with with Gareth Bale, for example. So you you might feel that oh, you know, this market is really volatile and lively, and like everyone's having a great time when I'm asleep, and then when you wake up, it's kind of dead and a bit more stagnant. So maybe the buy sell order books would help people maybe get into a position when they're asleep and kind of give them a an ability to sell when they're asleep as well, just in case something bad happens. I, I'd be interested to see as well if. You know, you mentioned there what happens when when you have a lot of people selling at the same price, and, and usually that's kind of like a sell wall, right? And then what that would make people do is is incrementally make their the what they're willing to sell at higher or cheaper, cheaper, I think, which will kind of like go under that that sell wall that you were just talking about. And and I was actually talking about this with Mike and Adam on on the on the podcast and saying how. At the moment, the the spread when they talk about spreads, they talk about kind of protecting player portfolios and allowing people to sell at a certain price that football index deem fair. But then this kind of buy order, sell order book thing could actually make things a bit more volatile, right? Could you imagine if this was implemented when Zlatan had did his knee and he went from you know seven twenty to four fifty or whatever and then dropped again? What what would you have been willing to buy Zlatan after that massive uh, injury? Like what what buy order would you put in uh, at that price? Yeah, so one example I can think of, as you said the other day, when Salah dropped as he went off um, in in the Champions League final. Um, you know, we saw quite a considerable drop in quite a short space of time. Um, and there will always be traders there sitting, waiting, looking for that, what they suspect to be the bottom um, and and buying when they think it's he's at, you know, at his lowest point. So we could see a lot of speculative buy orders um, really for, tra- for traders hoping. But, you know, again, that will hinge on they will have to have the cash balance um, at that moment in time for those trades to go through and all of that. So there, there are so many variables again. Um, 
but what I will say is, you know, this is this is investing. So going back to d- different time zones, Canada are trading now. Would they have been up for the Champions League final? Well, you know, this is your own money. This this is investing. You know, people in other markets wake up at you know specific times in the day. For example. Uh, on the on the forex markets when brexit was going through you know people were up in the early hours ensuring that their portfolios were protected or nothing silly happened or like you said buy orders sell orders were in place personally i was on a plane at the time so i had buy orders and sell orders in place sort of come out the other end find out we leave the eu and i'm like oh thank god that's what i thought would happen so we're okay but <laughs> so that was so that was fine but um you know fundamentally adding a buy order and a sell order it will only make it a more professional platform. And, you know, it's just another thing that I think Football Index will get right and it will help move the firm into a more uh, professional professional world and, and more respected and which will give traders more comfort and, you know, more people will rec- recommend it to their friends, more people will come on the platform and see how similar the fundamentals are to different markets with the buy and sell orders and think, okay, this is a respectable platform it already feels familiar so i can get to get get to grips with this quite quickly and and get involved i totally agree man i'm i'm really positive on this and it's weird because i'm probably more positive about this than pb and everything else that's happened in the past and this is the one i'm most uncertain about how it will actually work which is strange but i just have a really good feeling about this one i'm not sure and i hope this doesn't come back to bite me and it goes terribly <laughs> wrong as you said i think it'll make it more professional i think it will maybe appeal to a different kind of person maybe someone who's you know dabbled as you said in the forex exchanges um and 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 is has some more money in in traditional um assets and, and investments but at the same time it, it will increase trade volumes and i think that's something that that people kind of don't think about and say you know oh we want these these spreads to protect my investments but again maybe sometimes that's short-sighted because in the long term you want more trade volume not so much that it's so volatile that it puts people off the platform but enough that football index are taking their slice of the pie and they're making enough commission to cover everything that they're paying for and um i I think that's a really important point that people like tend to sometimes miss and say oh well they've paid this much dividends out they've done days where they've traded a million pounds a day but i don't think they do that every day so Yeah, yeah is it kind of important that traders maintain that perspective as well that football index need to get theirs as well as like we get ours if that makes well, sense ab- absolutely i mean like you say it's just come out the startup and it's now a scale up uh, i'm not sure what the statistic is on how many startups fail but look, they're they're out of that side of things it's like 90 percent or something yeah, like that that's, that's the figure i had in my head um you know they've they've come out of that they're doing well they're making money um but it's important that they get their slice of the pie going forward so that they can you know they can make these changes get the recruits they need, get the techies, you know, I have no doubt that they'll be poaching some top talent to implement this buy-sell order, probably from, you know, other markets that we're all familiar with. Um, and it's important they get it right. And they, that's where they should be spending money. And, you know, they are allowed to make money as well as us. <laughs> yeah, they are They are definitely entitled to, to, to make money on their end as well. But at the same time, keeping that customer satisfaction high and accept etc but i think the sooner that football index traders who have been on here for a little while understand the the kind of dynamic and ecosystem where we're in where commission kind of drives both the evolution of the platform but also you know the dividends that are paid out and uh, every little thing that goes on in football index relies on on this kind of business model which is centered around commission and i just really quickly want to go back to the the share split thing just before we move on and and you talked about mo salah and uh, a lot of people talk about the the daunting prices that we see with the you know the higher players the the premium players maybe some would say but we saw mo salah drop from was it 9 60 50 60 to about 8 20 or 30 something like that we saw gareth bell rise from 540 to eight pounds in about like 48 hours so surely if traders are still seeing value in players now with respect to the current dividend structure then surely that's an automatic argument to kind of say what where's the need for the share split because a lot of people say that it would increase um trade volume and 
whilst I think it would, I, I do agree it would because people would be buying those cheaper players because they think psychologically, you know, they're getting a better deal, even though the dividends are halved, whatever, uh, won't get into that side of things too much. There is still value to be had here, as we've seen with a massive increases particularly in bail and you know the, the fall in salad he got to 1050 and now he's down to 820 so if you were like at 10 pounds oh, i really want some salad but he's too he was too expensive at that point now you might say oh well he's a bit cheaper i might start kind of levering leveraging myself into a position so i don't know what you think about that whether there is still value to be had and maybe that's an argument against yeah, the yeah, shift. yes certainly but... um I'm not sure what happened to my voice there um so <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're quite right. And actually, the more we, and without going over old ground that we've already talked about, but the, the more we speak about it now, you know, there, there is value to be had now. I think most traders would happily carry on without a share split um, proceeding. Um, and the more that that becomes obvious to me, I think the more single-minded football index are in that a share split is probably purely to attract new entrants and, you know that that is the one area they want to grow is is the sort of unique users um so so for me yeah certainly value now um share split or no share split <laughs> it's hard hard to say which is best i'm probably i mean i'm pretty sure at the start of this conversation i was oh yeah share split fantastic let's do it but i'd probably say i'm in the no share split camp at this moment in time um <laughs> which is I've, i somehow taught taught myself around to that but for for me you know for, for this platform to continue growing there has to be new entrants and if 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 adam cole thinks that the best way to do that is to split the shares down once more and attract those new users then i can see why he would want to do it however you know either way I don't. Th- I don't think it's going to hugely affect the platform that we all love. Um, it's not. It's not. It's not going to affect us trading our portfolios. Yeah, you know, it's not. It's not. You know, it's. It's not going to be a bad thing if it happens. And if it doesn't happen, then we'll carry on as normal. So. For sure. I think that's the important thing to remember. If you come away from this podcast with your cha- your mind changed, you were in the no camp beforehand or the yes camp beforehand and your, your mind's been changed. Either way, I think you should come away and think like, whatever happens, I'm still in a market that has a lot of value and i'm still on this platform that is evolving and hopefully going on to achieve great things in the future and and i think it's weird i think it's a bit different for me because obviously i get a lot of dms and emails from from people and recently i I screenshotted and, and sent that email uh, i put out on twitter the, the email that i got from someone from norway and i've had it from other countries italy etc where people have said when will this thing happen in the country that i'm in and for me that shows that there's massive demand for this product in other countries even if it's one person uh, in another country it for me it shows that there are lots of new entrants waiting to come in so if there are new entrants in other countries there is still a massive market to kind of exploit in the UK. And I think you you talked about the bus ads earlier. I was out at lunch with a few people and kind of they all grabbed me and said, oh, look, it's it's the thing you always talk about. Well, not always, but it's the thing that you're like, you know, involved with. And I'm like, oh, yeah, look at that. Uh, That's that's strange. But it's weird how two years ago when I was trying to convince my mates to the point where I was like, look, I'll give you 20 quid. You don't even need to give it back to me. Just have a go. And if you enjoy it and you turn it into like 100 quid, give that 20 quid back to me or buy me a few pints at some point. Uh, Now they're kind of messaging me and saying oh that football index thing that you were talking about like a year and a bit ago what's going on with it so there is more interest now i need to like really hammer home that point we're not at the point that we were at the last share split where we were kind of in a stagnating market there was only one source of dividends now we're in a market where gareth bell went up two pound fifty and under four 48 hours there are players going up and down all across the board there's opportunities you've had there's two different forms of dividends to be won as i said you can make money through players that uh, you know are transfer linked and players that perform well at their clubs there's so many different variables now that they were that there weren't back then and also there's the kind of international expansion and then you throw into the mix all this massive marketing that's happening from the football index fan point. Suddenly, if you put all those ducks in a row, you think, do we actually need this or should we just let this grow organically? Yeah, I think you're quite right. Uh, the word you use, stagnation, I think 
the previous share split at that point in time was absolutely mm. the right thing to do. There was, so necessary. <laughs> there, there was a huge risk of the the market and the new users, stra- you know, new users adding to the platform stagnating. Um, it was essential back then. Um, it certainly isn't essential now for this for this you know for football index to continue the growth path that it's on. Um, and yeah, for for that reason, I th- I think. Uh, Going back to old ground, I think, yeah, absolutely. Either way, share split or no share split, there's nothing to worry about. Yeah, that's that's the, the thing that you should take home from this podcast. But I think we need to move on to the final bit that I want to talk about. And this one might even be more polarizing than the share split. So if me and Footy Index King kind of break out into a massive fight, <laughs> you know, I, I implore you to to keep calm and listen to the end but uh, you know i wouldn't blame you if you if you if you stop listening because we've sworn at each other so much but it's it's about the uh, spreads and the, the, i've seen a few heated arguments about this on on twitter so why don't you talk to me about uh, your opinions on this in general okay well it, it kind of follows on from what we were just talking about now um and you know the word i like to use is is it you know are the spreads essential i think going back to the announcement of performance buzz dividends information was drip fed through twitter you know it wasn't even it wasn't delivered to every single trader's inbox through email i think adam regrets that to to this day he's sort of you know on on his q and a's but i think that's when they first implemented it look they said look players players portfolios have to be protected otherwise if they you know if they see too much red then we've scared them off forever they're going to they're going to you know word of mouth is a very powerful thing they will say nothing but negative things about it um Whereas spreads today, I think, yes, there can be massive volatility when a player gets injured. We'll go back to the same person in example, Salah, Champions League final. Um, I've seen a lot of complaints about such a widespread. Um, today, we've seen a lot of money move out of Neymar and move into Bale because there's less of a spread on Neymar. Um, and I think... F- Football Index and the guys, they've only got good intentions with spreads. They are trying to protect you, not not themselves. But at the end of the day, I think everyone is sort of sat here like, hey, you know, we know what we've signed up for. We're traders. Like, we want to trade. Allow us to trade. We don't want to be locked into positions where you've got spreads in excess of 5% on, of, on a player's value. So, um I think I think they need to come up with something and not leave it down to their discretion and what they see fit for the market at that moment in time. I don't know if you agree or disagree. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I again, as you as you mentioned earlier, I sometimes argue with myself about this. So, what I a lot of people think that the spread should be consistent, but at the same time, Salah going down, people didn't know how big that injury was, mm-hmm. right? And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing for football index to put on a temporary spread until news is announced about the the, the injury right because if suddenly he's out for the world cup he's out until the new season then football index might be like do we actually want to buy back all those shares shares in a player that might not have value for the next two to three months right but for me the most frustrating thing was that when the announcement was that Salah was going to only be out for three weeks and that he'd be back for the World Cup, which is what I'm assuming people are kind of holding him for. And and probably maybe next season he, he looks to still... I had this conversation with um, a few traders. He's still going to have a, probably a good season next season. He might not replicate what he's done this season. But I don't know. After that got announced, I thought the spread would, would be shrunk, but it wasn't. And, and the other point that I want to talk about is a lot of people got on to me about in the last podcast that I talked about spreads where they said, oh, like another misconception about the spreads, they're automated, blah, blah, blah. When a certain amount of instant sales have gone gone down or a certain amount of money has gone out of a, a hold, then the, the spreads are automated. Well, we saw bail go down from £8 to £7.30 or yeah, something like that, from £7.30. That's like, you know, over 50 grand's worth of money coming out of bail. And the spread was... I like literally the same the whole time. So for me, that's kind of like a direct indication that the spreads aren't automated. It's kind of when Football Index see too much money coming out of a hold, then they put spreads up to negate more money coming out of them because one, they don't want to buy those shares back of a player that might be falling anyway. And two, as you said, there might be some poor bloke on the motorway who um, 
who who sees who who can't see this or he might be in Canada where uh, he's asleep to this to all this news but I, I don't know what you think about that I mean a lot of people said that you know there was no spread on Alves uh, when he when he did his knee and he was out for the World Cup because he was cheaper and less money would have to be paid back by Football Index but then we see it with Bale that's a lot of money that they've just had to to stump up to buy Bale so are we seeing these arguments kind of I don't I don't want to say killed but kind of quenched um by these uh by by the facts that we're seeing yeah absolutely that they're you know and i think this is what um a lot of users struggle with is that you know where's the consistency um i think it's it's been proven in the market that actually when a large spread isn't imposed on a player and they are injured take alves for example you know players are happy to to move their money out um yeah it's just such a tough one it's such a it's such a double-edged sword but for me i think there has to be i think there has to be the consistency there um but with volatility in any market you know spreads are increased that's how it works but is that right for football index um right now um but again that's that's the other thing that bugs people it is football index are sort of in in command of what spreads go on what players um and i think that needs to be sorted otherwise people uh, you know people need to feel like it's a genuine trustworthy product um and then they're not just picking and choosing what spreads they put on who and when yeah for sure because i mean if i bought bail at eight pounds and that the rhetoric that was continuously posed to me by football index that you know th- these for were these spreads for were for my protection and then suddenly I turn around and I, I don't know, get out of the car or get out of the shower and he's gone from £8 to £7.30. Suddenly I think, well, there's not a bigger spread here. What's actually happened? Is there any news? Go on Twitter. There's no news. So are the spreads implemented when there's news or an event happens? Or is it simply when a lot of money comes out of a hold? Like, I think there needs to be one, some sort of explanation on when they pick and choose to to create spreads. Because, I mean, clearly with with things that we've seen in the in the past couple of weeks i think we saw ronaldo drop from about 860 to about 820 until they put a spread on that's still a quite a lot of money right from 860 to eight pounds 20 that's four thousand futures an average of eight pounds 40 right so that's off the top of my head nearly 35k or something like that that's still a yeah. lot of money um yeah. so we need to we need to think about those kind of things and, and whether or not this is actually how it is if that makes sense is it actually the case that football index implement spreads when a lot of money comes out of holds or is it just done based on news events that's kind of what football index traders want isn't it they want that consistency but also the explanation uh, as to why these things are happening yeah ab- absolutely but you know you know trading is a reactive thing at, at the same time I, I fastest fingers first you know see seeing you know we all watched the the bail interview and i i was you know i i didn't actually enter or exit any positions on on bail uh during the champions league match i wasn't holding him but my first thought as soon as i saw that interview was like if i you know if if i had the cash balance there at that moment in time you know i'm watching this live on tv i'm reacting first and you know i should be rewarded for you know that sort of first mover on it looks like he might be off this summer um going back to what you were saying you know this is for our protection football index are telling us that these large spreads are to protect us but hang on you know we've all entered this platform having well hopefully having read the game rules and knowing that our our money is at risk here you know this is i like to call it investing as opposed to gambling but this is you know you are putting your money in there you should be fully clued up and I've said it many a time on Twitter to new users who talk to me, DM me. You've got to you've got to hedge your portfolio. You have to diversify. If your eggs are all in one basket, then you will get your fingers burnt. I think most traders have had their fingers burnt, but you need the ability to go again. Um, and if you've had, if 100% of your money is in Salah and you and you've been burnt on him, then you know, I think that is a little bit your fault. And if you are well hedged, if you are well diversified, then you you know, and you should be because things like this do happen there are some vast price price movements and you need to be prepared to to to, to deal with them and, and to stay afloat really 
Yeah, for sure. And I, to, to, to a slightly different angle, I've had traders come up to me at trader meets and say, you know what, like if Football Index just came out and said, we're actually doing this to protect our interests as, as a company and not wanting to buy back an extreme amount of a position that, that might not go back to its former value, then they'd be more okay with that. And I think that if Football Index do want to come out and say, you know, we, we actually don't want to do this for monetary reasons, we don't want to pay you or we don't want to pay this much for a player or buy them back off you at this price then i think football index might actually level with that explanation a bit more i don't know what you think about that yeah no i haven't looked at it from that angle before but um yeah no interesting one i think yeah, i think it you know it sort of protects us and it protects them look we the last thing we want is for their company valuation or whatever to sort of go down tragically um we want them to do well you know, we we do well, they do well, they do well, we do well. Like, you know, we've all got everyone's interests at heart here. So it's, what, it's what's best for everyone. And I think, it, uh, you know, it spreads so many variables, but it would be nice if they came out and sort of made a a concise statement or something on spreads as, as to why they are, how they are, that they are looking to change them and make everyone. But at the end of the day, it's like we say, you know, your opinion is different to mine. You know, some people will get upset about it. Some people will not. They might quite like it how it is at the moment. Um, it's like football betting. You only see the football bets that come off, you know, you on Twitter, you only, you only, you only see the people that moan sort of thing. You know, there, there might be a lot of happy campers out there with how it is. And actually, Oh shit. You know, well, sorry for swearing. Um, <laughs> Actually, you know, I was away or I was out and that spread has has protected me. And now I can, you know, with a more level head after a couple of hours after the event, actually, do I want to sell Salah? Do I want to hold on? There's so many variables and there's so many different ways to trade that, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see, I think. I, th- I think we'll, we'll see some form of statement soon on spreads and something more scientific perhaps than rather the, the they'll do what they feel, which is what a lot of people, um, what pe- a lot of people think they do. Yeah, I mean, like I was buying into the to the kind of um, oh, this might be automated theory or, or suggestion by some traders, but I mean, from the from the facts that I've seen, it, it, it isn't. And I mean, we saw um, we saw Bale have like a one piece spread at some point today. I'm sure someone sent me a, a DM with that, and I couldn't believe that it was real. And I said, "Are you sure? Did you click on it? Could you actually have sold at that price?" And he said, "Yeah, like it was a one piece spread." So I don't know, some sort of automated algorithm. I'm not sure that that would happen right i think there's that it might be look it might be a mix it might be some sort of automated system where then football index come in and say oh actually carry on uh we we, we can still buy bail at this price or we're still uh we're still willing to buy him back at this price or with salah they might say actually you know what like we're only willing to buy him at this price and then if there is that explanation how the football index actually carry out that risk analysis is it based on how long that player is how long that player is injured for because i did see a few pe- people say that well hang on a minute when neymar and mo salah have gotten injured respectively in the past couple months their media value might have actually increased to some extent because they're in the news more so <laughs> do do they maybe want to sell them back to traders at a higher price because there might be a bit more demand or do they want to keep that uh, spread smaller so they own uh, less seller and um, and then people um, are, bu- are buying him and, and moving money into seller and then maybe they have to pay out more dividends into him and then the dividends goes back into the market. There's so many variables as you just mentioned and I think that the most important thing to come away from from this conversation or, or debate about spreads and share splits is that there is no right answer and it's not gonna please everyone what whatever happens in the future and i think with spreads specifically i think football index is still working on that they're still trying to achieve the best balance balance being that key word what is the balance between volatility trade volume unhappy campers with big spreads unhappy campers with small spreads because they don't feel protected what is the correct rhetoric that football index need to push is it the protecting portfolios thing or is it the look actually we don't want our liability to be that high on a certain player or 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 assets that were to be and i'm doing air quotes here virtual match attacks as i like to call them sometimes as as an asset (laughs) but i don't know what you think about those things i think actually one thing you've just said there is that and it's made me think i i i suspect that when buy and sell orders are implemented 
I think we might see spreads reduced because then it is it is up to it is up to us, the trader, to protect our own portfolios um, and have a say. You know, well, I'll, I'll keep. I won't call it a stop loss, but uh, you know, a, a sell order. So, for example, if you know, if Neymar is thirteen pounds fifty and he got injured at the World Cup, however, I'm on a three week holiday. I would feel comfortable selling him at thirteen pounds. So I, 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 it's up to me to protect myself and put that sell order there. It's not up to Football Index at their discretion to put a huge spread on him. Um, so yeah, no, that's 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 sort of food for thought. Maybe maybe when buy and sell orders are implemented, spreads will go to you know a, a standard three percent or four percent or whatever. I do think that. Uh... That that you are correct. I do know for sure that um that spreads will be smaller with with uh, the buy order sell sell order books. But then at the same time, will we see more volatility? Like, will we see will we see players drop a ridiculous amount because people aren't willing to pay that or X amount of money for a for a Zlatan that's just broken his leg or whatever. It's it's a it's a strange one, isn't it? I don't know what you think about that. Like as a trader, when you see an injured player, would you be going anywhere near them with with even with order books? Yeah, precisely, because <laughs> once a player is, you know, announced fit again, um, who can we use? Uh you know, someone like um Oxlade Chamberlain, you know, very sad that he's missing the World Cup. Um, you know, I'm sure traders are holding him now because he's injured and he's dropped, uh, you know, how, however many pence. But would you rather use your money elsewhere, but have that buy order in the future that when he is announced fit and he's, you know, in the Liverpool starting lineup for a big game or whatever, at that point, it will see you'll see a rise in that player and then your buy order is triggered and, you know, happy days for everyone. However, that sort of brings me back to the, I do think you'll, you know, you will have to have the ability to buy that player in your cash balance and i'm pretty sure most people have not much in their cash balance because you know our money is better deployed um and and put to work than not so interesting times yeah we'll we'll all we'll see and you know be great be great to come back on once uh once they are implemented yeah it'd be be great to see how how this works out for football index but i think King, I've had you on for for quite a long time. I know you've uh, you, you've got things to do on a on a bank holiday Monday, so so I'll let you go, man. What, where can people find out more about you? Um, so just Twitter at Footy Index King. Um, always happy to help. Try and be try and be impartial, and you know, add my two pence in. I think it's I think it's great how the Twitter community is growing. I see a lot of new accounts um, interacting with each other, um, and I think the the sort of Aggie Moni sort of uh, scene that we saw quite often in 2017 is, is slowly dying down and and actually it's sort of quite interesting debates that are coming up on Twitter now so um, yeah if you're not already get involved on Twitter I think it's a great place to be and yeah you know good things ahead for the future so cheers for having me on mate. Thank you so much for coming on man and thank you for making time to to come on if you guys did enjoy that please do leave a review and please do subscribe and tell your friends, tell your friends about football index, tell them about the podcast, tell them about my YouTube videos that can maybe help them get a better understanding of football index. And, you know, if you do want to own your trading skills and maybe become a better trader, then head over to the YouTube channel and and subscribe there, like some videos, watch some videos, and maybe they can help you out. Maybe not. And, uh, I hope that this makes your commute a little less boring, especially if you're on a packed tube like I will be in the London heat tomorrow morning. Thanks, everyone, for listening.